kind of said haven't we on our sort of <laughs> own social media platforms and stuff that it's been really really awesome and positive and just yeah the response mm. has just been cool like you never know what to expect and the main thing that I've had um people coming back to me saying is it just feels like I'm listening to a girl's night in and like the things you're talking about I feel like we just have the same conversations yeah. and which is, I think it's exactly the kind of chilled out vibe that we wanted to go for, which is awesome. Yeah, defo. Yeah, it's been it's been really cool, actually, because I didn't know what the reception would be like, but the feedback, like you say, has been really positive. And it's come from all kinds of people as well, which is what's nice. It's not just like people who I thought it would be, like our friends and everything. It's from people that have messaged us to say they've really enjoyed it. And mm. And people like the moon stuff, which I thought was really funny because I was like, we're going in on the moon stuff quite heavy to start with. But actually people were like, this is really fascinating. I didn't know that. So I was like, oh, actually, that that's some really nice constructive feedback. And I was really critical with my friends. And I was like, what do we need to do better? But actually, it was generally positive. So it was just a really <laughs> good vibe. Defo. So if you yeah. haven't tuned into us before and this is your first time listening to the podcast, um, I'm Stokely McGinn. We've also got co-host Katie Gowans and Amy Sparrow. So I wrote two of my mates in to just kind of come on board and chat about stuff, really. <laughs> <laughs> and this time we're sober. I know, which is highly, <laughs> highly wrong, even though after... The amount of alcohol I consumed last night, I am not interested. So I'm just going to stick to my orange cordial <laughs> and enjoy my day. <laughs> We're all on the very civilized beverages today, which is, you know. Very civilized. Peppermint teas and orange cordials all around. <laughs> yes. Are you okay, Katie? Because you're just pulling a, a, a lot of faces I'm at the screen. I'm lagging again. <laughs> I know. I was like, I'm lagging again. Oh, no. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> it's the aggressive typing on the on the right hand side that's quite amusing. Yeah, it's like for fuck's sake! <laughs> I know. Oh my god! So first up, girls, tell us how your week's been. Um, Amy, I think we'll start with you because lockdown two point birthday this week. Oh, I know, right? It's um obviously it's a massive level up from last year in terms of the fact you can see people, but yeah, there's something really strange about it. So I'm very fortunate that um some of my friends because obviously you're able to meet up with more people now. So some of my friends threw me like a little party the other night, but it's still really strange, obviously, because you're it last year was my thirtieth and this is my thirty first, but I don't really feel like I ever had a thirtieth celebration because mm. I was just on my own and it was just a bit bizarre and and then uh even although I had all these surprises that I found out obviously a lot later that was planned for my 30s and everything got cancelled and then my family sweetly had tried to reorganise it for my 31st and it all got cancelled again oh, so it's, no. been, it's been really strange and um, 
seeing people was obviously a massive level up. But it, there's still like an undertone of like a weird vibe. Like you can't just get dressed up and go out for a meal and stuff still, obviously. So that's been a bit mm. naff. That's kind of like what I really would like to do now. Because I, I think we're all at that point mm. where we're like, get us out. So I yeah, went to yeah. go surfing on my actual birthday and the waves were flat. So that was cool. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, just been trying to make the most of the strange situation. So, yeah. Oh, gosh. Katie, what about you? Um, I mean same old really I'm gonna say I just feel like I'm gonna sound really boring I was thinking what have I done that's been anything overly exciting but I just feel like I'm in some sort of routine at the moment where you know I I hate to say it because I feel like it's the conversations we have every day with people but it's just like everything every day feels the same for me at the moment like I've got my routine I go to work I go into the office um and I think just currently I'm trying to break it up with Mm -hmm exercising and getting on the rower and just doing stuff like that that just makes me feel a bit better but yeah it's um I I don't know I've got I feel like this there's, there's always you feel like there's this expectation as well isn't there where it's like you have to feel like you have something cool to talk about and stuff like that and I honestly I've got I've got nothing really overly amazing <laughs> to like report back which is a shame but this is the highlight <laughs> Right. I think we'll dive straight into our first subject because we had a lot of feedback on this and even a couple of my lad mates that tuned in and listened to the podcast, he actually voice noted me and he went, is that why I've been feeling so shit? And is it because of the moon? So, you know, we're doing a good job. We're educating on the moon side of things. (laughs) But there was a huge full moon um, last Sunday now. Is in Virgo, am I right? No, it was in Libra. (laughs) Shows how much I know. (laughs) I thought it was a Virgo one. Anyway, so yeah, how have you girls found that? Because I have been dead to the world. Kate, I'll let you go first on this one. Um, yeah, it was. It's been a bit of a weird week. Like, I think the build up to it has just been exhausting. Like, I just felt drained the entire week. Um. And on the night of the full moon, I decided to do kind of like a little um, refresh and just, you know, write some things down that I wanted to let go of and stuff. And, you know, um, just kind of draw a line in the Mm -hmm. sand with certain certain things um, and get them all out on a piece of paper and then just burn it and be like, that's that's it. Like I'm done. And I think physically doing that and. Yeah. burning something and destroying it and being like this is where I draw the line with these things it was just really refreshing um and yeah I'm feeling a lot better this week a lot kind of lighter which is nice um but yeah the build-up to it was not a fun mm. time so the full moon that's just happened was bringing to light our relationships and yep. what we needed to work <laughs> on in them or and it's also about ourselves so this is why it's kind of ironic that you're probably feeling a bit shit. But um, yeah. it, very, it was very powerful at bringing that stuff to light. So it should have made us look at relationships, what we want from them, evaluating it, evaluating your relationship with ourselves or other people. And like you say, burn, doing a burn list is so powerful. I love like a burn list. I actually didn't do it the last full moon, which I'm kind of annoyed about. But mm. um, it's like there's a it, the full moon cycles, you're meant to write a forgiveness list of where you you know, forgiving yourself, forgiving other people that you are angry with or pent up with. So to, to write a forgive list as well as like a, you know, list you want to leave behind, it's really powerful to burn that too. And that 
the Libra one's good for that. I think it was a was it a worm moon? Was it a worm moon as well? I can't remember. If it was worm. Yeah, moon. yeah. I to be honest, I've been a bit lapsed on the old the old researching and stuff at the moment because I've just been so busy. Um, but I felt obviously people said it was the worm moon, but I felt like this one. It was very uplifting in a way. You obviously said it was about looking back on yourself and bringing stuff to light. For me, I was like dead all week, like dead, 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 dead. After Sunday, it was like boom, completely mm. different. Yeah, it was so crazy. Got a resurge in energy from it. Yeah, that makes so much sense. Yeah, so much. Yeah, because a full moon's a time when it brings up all of the energies <laughs> of like whatever it's bringing up for us at that time, what we need to release and things like that, mm. and then it will. Mm. And then, like you say, it'll be quite heavy because you're carrying all this emotion without realizing it. You're like, why do I feel so? weird and a bit crazy like we've talked about you know lunatics and stuff at the last episode but um a lot of it is about that and you do end up feeling a bit out of yourself like why am I tired or what's going on or you like you say you have an an energy resurgence where you're like I just want to go run on the beach and go for a sea dip at like midnight and it (laughs) and um it's to go deeper into it it's quite it's quite heavy but like wherever your sun sign was at that time that's how you would have been feeling and I think I touched on that before as well so Mm. for me it was like really heavy with like emotion and like overwhelming feelings of like what what's going on in my life and stuff and that's um yeah that's why it's different like but the full moon before I was like I feel amazing so it does depend on like where where your sun (laughs) sign is at at the time of that particular full moon is to depending Mm. on what what you feel like which is why it's so strange I love it (laughs) defo I know I I always found as well, like like you said before, if the full moons and stuff have always been quite good for me, positive wise, but then the new moons have always been the ones that have been quite rocky. I don't know why. I don't know if it's mm. just being a Gemini and all. It's just, it just changes around Could a be. lot, doesn't it? Could be. I'm a Gemini but, moon, um, so I do understand. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I just felt it was really weird. I was actually sat the other day and I was thinking just zoned out completely and even Stewie looked at me and went you all right and I was like what am I doing like what am I doing with my life like it's just it's so weird and one of my friends um in fact is it's Amanda who gave us the discount on the yoga classes um for our Patreon subscribers who we've got a new Patreon subscriber this week and we'll give her a little mention in a while but um yeah so she was explaining to me it's about when her her menstrual cycle is now in sync yes with the moons yeah so she will have her menstrual cycle now on a full moon so like the week building up to that she said it's like double because she's got the full moon stuff going on and also like pmt so she said the other day oh she literally got one of those massive cabri bars you know like the huge one. Oh yeah sat and ate the whole thing <laughs> yeah i i didn't say to be fair if i felt like that <laughs> oh that is intense like I would um, yeah I actually weirdly oh no sorry Katie you go you go <laughs> no 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 it's fine honestly I was just I was just saying like the thought of that is just yeah quite quite intense really <laughs> it's really weird because I've actually managed to sync I did have my menstrual cycle sync to the new moon strangely mm. I don't know why it was like a, almost like a regeneration thing but it was slightly out of sync the last couple of months, but I did get to a point where every new moon I was like, oh, okay, here we are. Here's my period. Great. 
So, and also, like you say, the new moon sometimes can be quite because it's the dark moon, and that's when we've got to go inside and work on ourselves. Sometimes that's like, I don't want to work on myself because I just want to eat ice cream and lay on the sofa. So, go away. (laughs) And the next new moon is actually in Aries. So, that's on Friday coming up. So, that'll be, Mm. oh God, I don't know what date that is. But so, the next new moon in 2021 is in Aries. And Mm -hmm. um, that is actually the start of the astrological. I can't say it. (laughs) astrological cycle yeah Yeah. so it's a so people always do like new year's resolutions on new year but actually really good time to start them or to revisit them or to look at what you want to start again is Mm -hmm. is this friday coming up this saturday because this is when you actually can work on them properly and it sort of flows a bit easier because it's the start of a new astrological i can't say it (laughs) (laughs) that cycle so um yeah that's a really good time to revisit it (laughs) terrible oh sorry guys can't can't speak today (laughs) and you mentioned you were gonna you tried to go for a bit of a surf on your birthday have you managed to get out yet because I know last time we we recorded you didn't go like literally yesterday was the prime time to go and I I I should have gone I just bottled it I actually have joined now a, a female surf group so I was kind of like trying to recruit other females to come with me to be like yeah let's all go in together and they're all kind of beginners which is really cool they're all in a vibe but basically they're all like not available or couldn't go and then I rather than just being brave and going in to which one mm-hmm. of the girls said I should just do and get over it today which is totally right um I basically just sat and watched other people do it so that was really cool <laughs> so, oh, it was absolutely free- in a way though it was freezing so I'm kind of pleased I didn't go in because the wind was just bitter so I was like oh actually maybe it's not such a bad thing there's only four people in the sea so yeah I need oh, to just I need to right just then. be brave and go with some other chicks so I'm sure yeah. you said on the last podcast Amy that that was something you were going to do <laughs> yeah it was yeah I need to I need to stand <laughs> by my own morals <laughs> so, come on you can do this I'm you can do this very well <laughs> I can until I get to the point where I have to put a wetsuit on then I'm like no no I can't I can't do it such a baby (laughs) oh gosh I've actually been um while I've been over in Ireland uh I've actually taken up a lot of sea swimming I don't know if you've noticed through the old social media and bits and bobs yeah um and (laughs) I thought I the first time I ever did it was uh I think it was last October and it was actually still quite warm and I was like yeah this is great love it go in the sea and you're swimming cosy brilliant and now I've actually started going when it's completely like I think it was eight eight degrees or something the other day so I started going getting up early going in the morning and getting in and literally the other day I got in and it was that cold I got like t-rex arms and I couldn't move oh were you like this <laughs> I was like trying to get out of the water and I was like this I can't do it but honestly the way you feel afterwards like just getting in and having a bit of a a, a bit of a cleanse you feel absolutely amazing when you get out like it's so weird I wouldn't even think like a few minutes in the cold sea but it's quite a big thing, isn't it? Cold water therapy now. Massive yeah. Now, like, mm. I, I, 
I was surprised at how many people do it. But in Bournemouth, where I live at the moment, well, Boscombe more specifically, there's mm. actually a group of like, there's a male group that go out together, which is really sweet. And then a female group that go out together. And sometimes they join in. And every time I go for a walk at seven in the morning, rain or shine, snow, hail, anything, they are in the sea in basically gloves, boots and swimming costumes. And yeah. I'm like, what? <laughs> but I think I might try it once, but I need to get one of those dry robe things or other brands because um, I think that's the key because they come out and literally put them on straight away, whereas I just yeah, be like yeah. running back up yeah. the hill. Yeah. So, I have like I, one, of the, one of the towel poncho things with a hood on. They're really good. Nice. Nice. I admire you for doing it. I have, I've not, well, I haven't even got the bottle to surf, let alone do that. So fair play. <laughs> Mate, I will come down for the weekend when we're allowed. Don't worry. And I will get you in that sea twice yeah. a day. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to need it. <laughs> Obviously, Amy, you've had um your birthday this week, turning yeah. 31. Katie, you're, you had your birthday not long ago as well, didn't you? Yeah, I had my birthday in January and I turned 31 as well. So how how is everyone finding their um their thirties like? Because I I'm turning thirty two this June, and I find it very weird. There's like an added amount of pressure from yeah. other people, and I find that really really strange to deal with. What do you guys think? Um, I'll go. I'll go first. <laughs> Amy's pointing at me because I am lagging and it is doing my head in. So we're doing it. We're doing code through camera now. So, um, yeah, I feel like, do you know what? I feel like after a certain age, um, not just 30, it was kind of like, no matter what I did, um, the day before my birthday, I'd have a breakdown and it would just be like, is this normal? Mm. Like, I don't know. I just feel really, really emotional. And yeah, I think a lot of that comes from um, outside pressure, but also the pressure that I would always put on myself because it's like a, a time of reflection. Like what have I achieved in these last 12 months? Like, you know, what have I done? Have I made the most of it? Um, mm. And as I kind of got into my later twenties, I started really um, focusing on listening to certain audiobooks and things like that. And one of my favorite audiobooks that I've listened to is actually Oprah Winfrey, and it's called What I Know For Sure. And hmm. she's got a um, bit in that where she talks about age and getting older. And um, she talks about one of her friends and it's her birthday coming up and she won't tell anybody her age and stuff. And she's like, why? And then she eventually tells her that she's 50 or, or turning 50. Um, and Oprah's just like to her, hold on a second. Like, this is this is amazing. And she kind of twists it in a way where it's like... Um, you know, this last 12 months should be a celebration of what you've overcome and the fact that you're still here standing and you've got all this to show for it. It kind of just mm. almost switches it a little bit and turn. And since listening to that, it's turned it into a bit more of a positive thing. Um, I'm going to go a bit deep here, but I've actually um, really sadly lost friends um, before they ever made it to 30. And I think for me... Um, those have been mm. massive wake up calls in my life because I just think like every day is, and it's so, it's such a like cliche thing to say, but every day is a gift. And 
I think as I came into my 30s, I was like, do you know what? Like, I'm so lucky to be here. Like, and I'm so, so grateful and I'm so happy. Um, and as, as much as I still did have a bit of a wobble before, it was nothing in comparison to what I think I I had kind of experienced previously. Um, and I feel like, I don't know, it's weird. It's like a light's been switched on and I'm in my 30s and I, I kind of just don't give a shit so much mm. anymore. It's like all the kind of stuff that you were so conscious of in your 20s is just, you know, I, I care so much less about what people think of me. And I'm so much more interested in doing what makes me happy and being my own person and, you know, wearing what I want to wear and coloring my hair, whatever color I want to color it and not, you know, I don't do it for anybody else but myself. And it's kind of like this self-awareness and this self-assurance, I think that, and it's so weird because it's just another year, but within that, you know, next chapter, next decade, it's definitely had like a really um, kind of different effect on me, but you know, I, I, on the flip side of that, I won't say it's all positive and all sunshine because as a female, you naturally get these added pressures and comments from people um, that are just so unsolicited and so uncalled for. Um, and you do feel those pressures, the mm. whole biological clock bullshit and all this other thing. And, you know, assumptions that just because you're a female, you want kids or, you know, you have to have them by a certain age and all this. And I'm just here like, look, Cameron Diaz just had a baby with Benji Madden from Good Charlotte. And I'm pretty sure she's in her late 40s. So here I am thinking, like, I've got plenty of time. Like, just get off my case. I'm all good. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? And I just think the more we see these women putting their yeah. careers first and, you know, going into the family phase later, it's just like, it's that it's that reassurance that's really nice for a person like me whose who's priority isn't that at the moment. Um, sorry if I went off on a bit of a tangent there, mm. but yeah, that's kind of what turning 30's done <laughs> been for me. <laughs> just just throw it out there as well. I used to be obsessed with Benji Madden from Good Charlotte. Oh my I used God. to have a massive crush on him when I was younger. I know. Oh, and his brother that's as well. Surprised me in a way, oh. actually, Sophie, to be fair. Yeah, they are great looking twins. twins. Like identical twins. Cameron Diaz has got one of them and Nicole Richie's mm. got the other. And I'm just like, <laughs> oh, damn you no I totally think what you're saying I actually it's really funny because I think Sophie and I have touched on this before but actually to hear you say Katie's really really cool as well because I think there's almost like a switch isn't there when you go into your 30s suddenly being like why the fuck did I care about what everyone thought in my 20s I look back at photos of me and some of my photos of me in my 20s and I'm like who is she I don't even recognize myself because I'm trying so hard to fit in or like I'm I'm just wearing stuff that isn't me and it was almost like when I got to it was actually probably when I was about 28 27 28 I think I went through like quite a big life overhaul went through a really messy breakup lost my job had all these horrible life situations and it was suddenly like this massive thing just switched in my head and Mm. I just sort of stepped into like the version of me that you see now which is like I went through my wardrobe one of the best things I ever did I went through my wardrobe I was like none of this is leopard print and basically threw out an entire wardrobe (laughs) (laughs) and it was almost like I just suddenly was like like you said I don't give a fuck what other people think what I'm wearing Mm. people always comment about what I wear and I literally am like well it's uh it's actually just for me so if you're offended by it no it's not like it's outrageous or anything but clearly sometimes it's just like always leopard or chabby tracksuits 
But I do it for me because I'm like, I don't give a shit what any of you think because I like this outfit. And if you don't like it, that's your problem. Yeah. It's really not mine. So, yeah, I just kind of like like owning that part about it. And then I've and it's to, you're totally right with what you're saying about being more confident, being more like I own this. And I under my thirties so far hasn't actually been plain sailing. Like it's actually been really difficult in terms of like turning thirty in lockdown. Having mm. I lost my job last year at Harley Davidson, went through huge life changes again. And I wouldn't say even now I'm like super super happy in terms of like I know that I've got a bit more to work on, but it's like more of like a case of like I understand myself a little bit more. And I think that's probably come from like you say going through stuff in your 20s and um and then getting to 30 and being like well none of that matters anymore so that's that's fine but the (laughs) the added pressure is really strange and my and rightly or wrongly like if they listen to this they're probably gonna comment on it but my family weirdly put (laughs) at one point like a weird pressure on me where they're almost like well yeah because my sister my younger sisters for context my younger sisters are with partners settled one of them's married with three kids so their lives are totally different to mine where I'm like I'm not at that phase I've I'm renting out my house I live in a rented house in Boscombe I go and do motocross and surfing every weekend I'm not in a relationship currently so it's like completely different lives and there definitely is this weird pressure like you say where mm. they suddenly talk about your biological clock and my mum is really bad for this whether she knows it or not and sometimes and she is working on not being as bad because she's aware that she does it now but <laughs> I remember saying to her something like I don't really want kids till after I'm 35 and I'm not even sure I want them and she was like oh why would you want them over your 35 what about what about being an older mum and I was like that's not an issue for me so why is it an issue for you and then she was like oh no no sorry and it was always like she her era that was what you did you had kids young and then you got on with whatever you were doing or you didn't work Mm. you did work whatever but it was that weird kind of like instant reaction from her to be like well why would you have kids over your 35 that's way too old then she was like oh my god no I'm sorry didn't mean that like literally stepped back and was like yeah it's completely your call like it's not for me to say and I think the term was I think there was a term (laughs) years ago and I don't know where it's come from I don't know if you guys have heard it but there was something about being over 40 I think it was you were classed as like a geriatric mother and I hate that term Mm. because it's like you're not geriatric because you're 40 like it's just madness I almost feel sometimes as well like it's like the generation obviously before us did things a lot differently to what we do now now it's really encouraged that women follow the careers and put that sort of thing first um rather than thinking about you know getting married and having kids and stuff and that's fine like if you want to do that it's completely cool um, I do think sometimes life could almost go a different way if you didn't have babies in your twenties mm. or thir- like early thirties. I don't know, but that's obviously personal preference. But yeah, yeah, I think there's a lot of there's a lot of the world to see before any of that happens. <laughs> For me, anyway. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. It's actually it's actually really strange because I've actually just started having more conversations recently with women our age who were saying and because I'm and the reason why I say this is strange is because I'm not used to it until now um mm. but women say do you know what I don't know if I want kids yeah and actually just being really yeah. vocal about that whereas I feel like beforehand there was always like a oh maybe I will maybe I won't a lot of my friends now in their 30s are saying I actually don't know if that's for me like I actually mm. want to be selfish I want to do this and oddly their partners on the other foot their partners are like we want kids and they're like hmm might not be for me actually yeah. and then that's I don't know where that leaves things in yeah. the future but that's for them to figure out but 
I'm not used to hearing women say that. So suddenly I'm like, oh, actually, we're owning this a little bit more. We're like, yeah, I want to be selfish and I want to do this. And it's suddenly not shameful or frowned upon as much. So I feel like there was a point where that was a thing. And now it's like, I'm just doing my own thing and bossing it. So I'll just do it whenever I feel like it. Yeah. And like roles are being reversed as well, I think, and that kind of thing. Um, Like my cousin, for example, um, when him and his wife were planning on having kids, like he was going to be the stay at home dad and she was going to go back to her career. Um, And to see that, you know, firsthand like that, I was just like, yeah, that's awesome. And it's just, you know, he, he wants to have that role and she wanted to vice versa. And um, mm. I think that that shift that way as well is quite interesting also. And that's becoming more common and yeah, just, just again, a new norm, which is, which is really, really refreshing. Yeah. Cause like, I don't know about you guys, but if I, if I was my 10 year old me or 15 year old me, even if someone said to me, where do you want to be in your 30? I would have listed all of the stuff. Like I would have been like with kids, <laughs> married, good job, but actually like it's strange isn't it because I'm like yeah. that's not really how the life's been and like I wouldn't change it for the world now but it's just funny because I know that that's what I would have thought at that age like I know that's what I was thinking but oh my really god yeah no one says to you like um and I don't know if anyone says this to you or anyone lists it but Heath Ledger I think said there's a quote of Heath Ledger I've seen it ages ago and it yeah. says something like everyone always asks you if you're married if you're this if you're that but no one ever asks you if you're happy and since that point I've been like yeah. wow that's actually really powerful because it's so true yeah. no one ever asks that that's a good point actually it's almost like their people perceive their idea of happiness and if you're not doing it you're very weird yeah <laughs> do you know what I mean yeah I love that quote it's so yeah it's got so much um yeah so much kind of depth and meaning to it it's it's very very relevant and very true and it's so funny Amy what you were saying like I remember having the same conversations when I was little or in my teens and stuff and you think 30 so far in the distance and so old and things like that and you're like yeah I'll have a house by 25 and get married at like 27 and then start having kids and then you know by the, the by the time I'm 30 it's just all sorted and I think also that um that kind of expectation and that, um, I don't know, ideology almost comes from what our parents did before us. So I guess my mum was considered like an older mum almost because mm, yeah. she was 29 when she had me. Um, so I, I think your beliefs and and what you think might happen is, is based around what your parents did as well. But it's just, oh my God, so much changes in that time. And um you know you travel the world and you start to see things and experience things and it's just yeah there's just so much more to it yeah definitely travel is like more accessible for us now at our age as well isn't it because I think our parents say travel was accessible but within a within a limit whereas we suddenly Mm. went through a really cool time where travel was suddenly really accessible and we could go and do that and then we were like oh actually let's just reevaluate what we think we know and let's like just explore other options and I think that's why it's changed because we've had we've had better options in a way to go and see other things and experience other things because if Mm. I talk about going abroad now to my mum for example or my dad even that it the idea of going to an airport stuff stresses them out whereas to me it excites me because in their head they're thinking that's like a process they've got to get here and get there but we all know it's like it's actually really like part of the enjoyment and you're kind of like excited to go and stuff and I remember never Mm -hmm. I never went abroad with my parents 
um, when I was younger, apart from we went to France because there was four of us and we could only afford to go on like a ferry to France. We could never afford to fly anywhere. <laughs> and when I suddenly started flying the world, I was like, oh my God, like this is incredible. But but to them still now, the idea of doing all that stuff is it brings a slight anxiety and stress because they just don't understand the unknown. Whereas I'm like, bring it on. So it's that perception, I think. One of the things I noticed the other day, Katie, on your um, social media is you'd started singing voicemails or you'd done it by accident at work. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> oh, do you know what? I get such in my own little world sometimes and I, I choose the music in the office. So there's like a, such a random um, mix that goes on. And I found these really like random... Um, themed playlists on Spotify which we've all kind of been enjoying and um we are the world was on and it's quite like a like powerful ballad song isn't it like and then the kids start singing and just like yeah and um I was I was leaving a voice message for a customer and I just didn't hang up and I started singing it and um yeah I mean he got a full-on show from me basically in terms of my vocals and as soon as I realized what I was doing I thought (laughs) instead of thinking like logically and pressing the hash button and deleting the message and re-recording it I panicked and hung up and was like fuck damn it oh my god I can't go back I can't rectify this and I was just like oh do you know what whatever he probably loved it I mean I hope so I hope I hope it was everything was he wanted say, and more did he call back or not no I never heard back from him and to be honest I'm not yeah. surprised <laughs> it was just a courtesy call so he didn't need to get back to me and... <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love the fact you're like yeah he didn't get back to me but it's fine it's totally fine <laughs> I'm used to it honestly I got called I got called the rude oh, South God. African woman the other day. So I'm, you know, I'm really not too phased, to be honest. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, I mean, honestly. One, you're not even South African. Like, <laughs> get it right. <laughs> oh, honestly, like I get Australian, South African, Scottish. I think I've said this before, haven't I, on my introduction when we did the um, first intros to the podcast. Mm, mm. I've had Irish, like, honest to God, I've had everything except New Zealand. And I'm just like, what have you people been listening to? And, like, how do you think I sound like that? But, yeah, I'm very (laughs) used to it now. Very used to it. (laughs) Amy, you've been trying to dye your hair as well over the past (laughs) couple of weeks, haven't you? God. I literally, I said this, I think I said this on, oh no, I spoke to you guys about this before, but I had a really bad dyeing disaster last year where I dyed Mm. my hair grey, but I left it on too long. So it went orange because it bleaches it and then went beyond bleach and went to orange because I was on a phone call like this for work, like a Zoom call, but not with the camera on. And then thought I could get away with the extra 10 minutes that the caller was on for. Then realised that there's obviously a time limit for a reason on hair dye packets. So... Very much had to go through a phase of bleaching my hair. Don't recommend doing that ever because it burnt my scalp. Most horrendous experience ever. And then I was like, I was sworn off of it for ages because I was using semi-permanent dye when my hair was bleached and it was fine. But my hair was in such bad condition, I had to like get it properly treated to restore it. So I haven't touched it since then. It's just been in this weird bleachy, now massive roots due to lockdown phase. But I'm kind of liking the roots at the moment because it looks like it's dip dyed. It's definitely not. Yeah. So I... (laughs) 
I've been wanting to dye it pink for a while or peach more specifically and I was like my I went to my nan's house and she just happened to say to me that she'd bought the wrong hair dye and it was a semi-permanent hair dye and it was like rose gold I think and I was like this is incredible the universe has delivered me some hair dye and I didn't even know I was gonna get this kind of thing <laughs> so then I have you guys had to live through the experience when I whatsapped you the the, the whole thing and basically it did absolutely nothing <laughs> so as you can see this is the leftover result and it's it's still silvery blonde because I still put purple shampoo in it but the dye afterwards basically tinged it ever so ever so slightly but not enough for people to be like oh is your hair peach it literally just looked like I'd it kind of got a bit brassy again and weird so I'm now officially giving up on hair dye because it just never ever works for me <laughs> so massively put off but I always get inspired by Sophie and you with your like incredible mermaid hair. And I'm like, yeah, I want to be cool like you guys. And then I do it. And I'm like, I'm just not at that level. So I feel like you need to give it one more go. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe we'll do it. Maybe we'll do it when we, when we come down to yes. see you. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I'll let you guys do it. I've actually got some um, hair dye sat on the side here that I keep looking at. I've been looking at it for a few days now. What colour is it? It's pink and purple. And oh. I was going to do a, a half and half. Oh my God, do it. Do it. What? Do it. Yeah, I don't know. I... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I need to put my big girl pants on for it. I'm a bit scared. Oh no, that would look incredible. Oh um, God. Do either of you follow that girl called Sophie? Yeah, it would do. If you, if you, do you follow Sophie Hannah on Instagram? Yeah. Yes, yes do. she does that all the time, doesn't she? She looks rad. You would totally rock that. I need to get it done. Yeah. Oh, right, I'm, I'm going to do it. I'm yes, gonna do it. yes, gonna do, it. do Obviously it. not right now, but I'm going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, this has just thrown me off completely. But my Facebook Marketplace obsession has got ridiculous. I love Facebook Marketplace. Yeah, you've had some massive wins on Facebook Marketplace, though. I know. You know, I told you about these boots, right? So I've been wanting these boots forever. Went onto the Nasty Girl website, saw they were sold out in my size, sat there for an hour and a bit and had a bit of a moan about it and then decided, actually, no, I'm going to put it out there. Yes. Those, I'm going to have those boots, right? I'm going to put it out. The universe, universe is going to bring them to me. <laughs> Went on Facebook Marketplace just for a little nosy because I don't know if you guys do this, but whenever I travel to somewhere like far away from my house... <laughs> I like to have a little scroll on Facebook Marketplace to see what people are selling. I, I will now. Yeah. yeah. Do you know what? <laughs> I haven't even explored the Facebook Marketplace situation. Like, I need to investigate it further. Oh my god, you really do. Honestly, it's ta- it's honestly taken over my life. Like, I need to stop. But, um, so yeah, went on uh, Facebook Marketplace, looked for these boots, and literally they were ten minutes around the corner. My size. I love that. There, brand new, and I was like, yes. Thank you. Amazing. Take my money. Let's go get them. <laughs> that is manifesting, like first-hand manifesting. Isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I was just about to say, yeah, mm. Amy, the power of manifestation is awesome. Like, just yesterday, me and my friend went for a walk. Um, I'm in her bubble, like might I add, because um, we went to Tesco afterwards. And I'm actually loving, can I just say, by the way, I'm loving supermarket clothes mm-hmm. at the moment. They have got some nice stuff and anyway tesco's yeah. has got some really lovely oh, florence and fred is the one. Oh yeah yeah honestly tesco has got some gorgeous stuff in at the moment and they had this really nice like loungewear set that came with three pieces 
And my friend was like, there was one size left on the shelf. And I said to her, she's like, I just wish they had my size, da, 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 da. And I was like, because I was just, just, sorry, going back on myself, just on our walk, I'd been talking to her about manifestation and the power of it. And, you know, if you think it and believe it, it will happen. And she was like, oh, I'm just so gutted they don't have it in my size. Mm-hmm. And I like went around the corner and I was like, oh, Keisha, I'm sure she won't mind me saying her name. I was like, Keisha, look at what I found. And just on the shelf, there was like one left in her size. I was like, you just <laughs> manifested that shit. And she was like, oh my God. And then she was like, oh, I don't know if I can buy it. I was like, are you kidding me? I was like, you've just asked for this and now you're not going to show <sighs> gratitude. I was like, you are buying this. I was like, now. <laughs> She's like, I'll just hold it and carry it around. And she did end up buying it. But I was just like, see, I was like, you created that. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, I love it. And like Sophie, that's a perfect example of yours as well. But this jumper mm. was manifested. So this is a just for the context of people listening on um, Spotify or whatever. This is a Adidas Originals black leopard print jumper. So I saw it ages ago and I was like, I really want that. Anyway, in my head, I banked it, forgot about it because I then had other bills to pay for. That I was like, I can't afford it this month, but I'm going to get it next month. <laughs> Went to go and buy this jumper. Could not buy it for love nor money. Like, could not buy it. And I was like, oh my God, this is ridiculous. Like, it's only been four weeks. And all the other colours of this jumper are available apart from the black one. I went onto the Adidas Originals website and it was there. So I went to order it. As I went through to the last minute, I had a phone call from work. So I had to take that. And I was like, oh God, I'm trying to order this jumper. Went back online and it had gone. And I was like, no. And then I was like, <sighs> I did what you did, Soph. And I was like, right, I'm not going to be upset about this because I am going to get one and I am going to be able to wear it. And it's going to happen within the next week. Anyway, on ASOS, I don't know if you guys are on the ASOS app, they had it on there. But you can also set up a notification system to, to get like a, it's back in stock kind of thing if it comes back in stock. Anyway, mm. One came back in stock and I've never ordered anything in such a lightning speed in my entire life. <laughs> and lo and behold, got it. Arrived like within two days. I was like, yes! Manifestation! Go, go, go! <laughs> Love that. Yeah, the whole oh bloody God. outfit was selling out. Every time I wanted something, it was selling out. And I was like, stop buying it, people. My other thing with the whole Facebook marketplace is I've been looking for uh, another sort of surfboard for a while. More on, to be fair just to be nosy really to see what people are selling that's all facebook marketplaces for me at the moment just to be nosy so <laughs> yeah um i was looking for a while for like a hardboard because i've only got a foamy at the minute and this uh board got posted on and it said it was free and i thought nah that can't be right because it's quite a decent board messaged the guy and he's like yeah it's completely free like I just don't use it anymore come and collect it and it was literally like a stone throw away from Stuart's house I know so I was like we need to go now (laughs) 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 so yeah I went and collected it and it's like it's in such good condition he's literally he's repaired it where there's been little dings like he crashed he's crushed the nose of it so the nose had broke off a little bit he's repaired that and I'm thinking I said to him when he gave it me I was like are you sure you don't want money and he's like no I just want someone else to enjoy it oh oh no I was like you nice guy (laughs) so yeah that was my my week of um Facebook market placing but yeah (laughs) I've been told that I'm not allowed to go on it anymore so (laughs) well yeah because you've got to fly at home (laughs) I know, so (laughs) 
I know, so Stuart, bless him, he's got to bring it over with him when he uh, comes over in the next few weeks for racing. So he's like, just stop going on it. We're not buying any more stuff. You're like, oh, it's great. Is it, it must be really good in Ireland, to be fair. Yeah, because there's loads of like stuff that we would love on it, like loads of mountain bikes and like, like this is my next big thing that I'm trying to manifest. It's fucking roller skates, mate. I'm obsessed. Oh, yes. Oh, my we God, yes. This. I love, I like, I like the idea of them. Me on roller skates. But. I think, yeah, they've got to be some available. I've had a few come up in my marketplace, so come mm. back to the UK and then try and manifest it then. Yeah, I'm going to. I'm going to do it. Don't you worry. You'll see me. I'll be shredding down that beach and then probably <laughs> crashing somewhere. <laughs> I love roller skating and rollerblading. I used to always do it when I was younger, but I just feel like English footpaths are not designed for that sport. Like, there's so many like different mm. levels to pavements and things like that over here. And I'm just like, it's not the consistency in pavement that I need to not fall flat on my face. It just, it does concern me slightly, but <laughs> TikTok's got me all kinds of excited about <laughs> roller skates and like all the cool shit people do on them. I just love it. So um, this, this week on my Instagram, I know we all kind of reached out to people and, asked them for feedback and um we wanted to know kind of if they had any questions for us or anything that they um, wanted us to talk about and I actually got quite an interesting um message through to me and it said uh this was through my Instagram question it said Mm -hmm. is it cheating to like another girl's pick in uh inappropriately and they put you know my thoughts on this laughing face um and I do know this person's thoughts on this but this is actually quite um, an interesting subject and one that's kind of, I don't know, been in multiple conversations for me as of late. And I think it's, yeah, the whole, like, what's our opinion on the, I suppose, on the whole social media side of things, um, you know, in terms of your other half following the opposite six on social media, liking the opposite six's pictures on social media, Um yeah, and things like that, because I know mm. that different people have different views on this, um, but it would be quite interesting for us to kind of, I suppose, talk mm. about it and share our views. Amy, I'll let you roll into this <laughs> one. You are nodding quite firmly then. <laughs> I So I want to put in some context here before I before I start going into it. I've been very lucky in, my, in the fact that my ex-partner, I never, he wasn't on social media really. He's, he wasn't very good at it. So I was lucky in that way that I always trusted him not to do stuff. But I have been in situations where that's been reversed. So just want to give some context of like he, I never questioned loyalty on that front. So it's a really interesting one because and we've talked about this a little bit already. But if if my partner was liking photos that you guys put up and I'm friends with you, obviously, as well, I'd be like, not even worried about it because if he's supporting mm. your friends... I think that that's perfectly legit. There's no, there's yeah. no issue in that. And it's cool that he's supporting your yeah. friends and part of that circle, right? Like he's supporting what you do. However, if he's liking Bianca's photo from Brighton, and I appreciate that's alliteration, <laughs> because she's got her boobs out <laughs> or like in a bikini, I'd be like, what the hell? And the reason I would say that is because I'm like, you clearly don't know this person. You don't have any idea what they're like. You've just seen them on social media. Why do you feel the need? Or what What emotional, what What connection is it that you're getting from liking her photo? Like, is she messaged you saying, 
thanks babe really appreciate the support is she is she texting <laughs> you like what, what I, I I personally I totally get that like we can appreciate the opposite sex and if they're really good looking like mm. I would always say Chris Hemsworth is an absolute god and I would say that to my partner but I wouldn't go around liking random guys photos with their tops off or or stuff like that because I just yeah I also don't feel like I really need to do that so I'm, I'm always I, I would question or I do question what you as a person are emotionally getting from liking some random chick's photo you've never met yeah and especially if your girlfriend has also communicated that they're not happy about it I'd be like okay what's the situation here so you're going to continually do that and just damage the person you're with because because what because of why like what is the reason I really really feel passionate about that I'm like why yeah Mm. I always find it I've I've always before Stuart to be fair I've always had an issue with that because I have found out my ex-partner was cheating on me through social media so being detective and all like you work it out so for me I think I I've never had to worry about it with Stuart at all like and I sometimes find if I do get in my own head a little bit and think oh why has he just liked that picture but then I've had to think back but I have a lot of lad mates and I've just like I like boys pictures but it's never out of context it's, yeah. ne- it's never like, yeah. you know, the top off thing or whatever. Like, that's just not for me. But it's hard, isn't it? Because, like, I've had experiences where that is really damaging to your self-esteem and your confidence, like, just goes, you know, mm. down the pan. But whereas now I feel like a bit almost, well, if you're going to go and do that or whatever go and like pictures like shame on you because i'll be out of here <laughs> like it's one of them isn't it it's hard mm. it's it's hard if you've also communicated to someone that you don't like it and yeah. they continually do it because because we like i said earlier we can all appreciate people but i just i've, I've really struggled with the that concept of it and i just I, I feel I question why you would feel the need to do it continuously if you if you don't stop even when that person's mm. saying look babe I really don't like that I don't like you're doing it it's making me feel insecure about myself because actually you do you would naturally question things about yourself like why is he liking her versus liking stuff that I'm putting up yeah. or whatever yeah. and yeah. um I think that's where I I feel passionate about it because I'm like if you are making the person you're with feel insecure then ultimately you don't deserve that person because they're reaching out to you to have clear communication to say, mm. I mm. am not happy. This is why. And you can mm. only do them like, a, you know, you've got to work on your own shit, haven't you, at the end of the day. So if you can't even do that, it's it's sort of, it's quite a selfish act, I feel. Mm. Yeah. yeah. my Just to put it into context, my, um, my ex-partner, actually, I he was using my iPad because he'd hurt himself. He was in hospital. He'd come off his push bike. Um. I let in my iPad to use while he was in hospital as the nice girlfriend that I am. Take it back off him when he's when he's home, and the idiot forgets to log out of everything. Hilarious. So all the messages. It's the like if you're gonna do it, lads. Like, just don't be fucking schoolboy about it. Like, oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. So I know. Stupid. Like, didn't log out of everything. So. I've gone on the iPad and everything's just started popping up, like all the messages, like all the pictures, 
everything. And it's like, well, shame on you. Yeah, 100%. We, like, we're in a world where you get instant gratification for everything now, yeah. right? Like, mm. you can get likes and it's all endorphins and, like, 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 yeah. like this stuff. So, but if you're the liker, it's not like you're reciprocating. It's not like, are you wanting, are you wanting them to follow you? Mm to like your stuff is that what that is yeah. is that the connection that you want like you want them to think you're fit yeah oh my god yeah one like yeah it's you're just hitting one, the nail it? on the head there it's like for me the way social media works now it's like a way of getting someone's attention like you like someone's pictures because you want to almost be seen by them to like their pictures but if it's someone who you shouldn't be interacting with mm-hmm. really in a, a relationship and and pictures that you shouldn't be in interacting with in a relationship then it's like it's mm-hmm. it yeah it, it it becomes unacceptable in my eyes um and yeah I feel like you definitely hit the nail on the head Amy when you said um if it's making your partner feel shit that person should be more important than looking at you know some half naked chick on your social media platform um and it's kind of like yeah Mm. where's the where's the line um and that's yeah it's something that I definitely don't agree with um and I hate it when it kind of comes back to like oh it must be because I'm insecure because I've been cheated on like like yourself so you know I have Mm. you know been in relationships previous to this um which pretty much in all of them I've been cheated on um one of which were the same thing um Mm this person was you know working down in London on a weekly basis and they were dating someone down there and coming back to me on the weekends and you know I I, you you live with this person and it's just like yeah it was just it's just and and that was kind of like the beginning I know I know blind audacity of people (laughs) and yeah like stuff like that it does affect you and it does hurt you but not in a way that it makes you insecure just in a way that you demand more more respect I think and you know you know how you want to feel in a relationship and you know what makes you feel secure in a relationship and seeing that you know um a person might be following loads of chicks with like and do you know what I mean this is not shaming like women on social media whatsoever like girls and women are within their right to Mm -hmm. um post whatever they want like if they are like free in their body and they want to post like half naked pictures of themselves then all the power to them but the person that I'm in a relationship with I don't expect them to be interacting with those women um (laughs) because their loyalties are with me Mm. 100% if they're like like I always think if they're a celebrity or model it's like an idolization right so if my partner was liking who's a celebrity I could think of that's really fit I don't know someone someone who's really fit celebrity wise female <laughs> I'd be like yeah I think she's fit too like and it's it's because there's like a level where you're like they are never yes. ever gonna look at them and be like yeah yes let's be together but when it's someone that's just someone down the road mm. and they're posing all these like photos and like you say completely within your rights to do it if you want to do that and that's what you want to use your platform for go for it but it's your partner that's crossing the line by being engaged with it isn't it it's, it's not the the girl is not at fault there really but mm. we are always shamed as women for putting up stuff like that if if our partner cheats because they're like oh you encourage it because I've been on the other end of this where someone basically I was with um, a guy who basically lied about being with his ex-partner still so he like a bit like you he was still seeing his 
partner and seeing me. And so when it came down to it, rather than blaming him, she blamed me and said that I'd lured him away and stuff. And I was like, I had no idea you were even around. Like he made out that you were like split up and he wasn't seeing you anymore, but she didn't listen. She was just so set on the fact that I'd seduced Mm. him. And I was like, I'm a motor chick covered in mud most weekends if you think I'm sexy you've got another thing coming like I'm not posting pictures of myself in bikinis <laughs> like you say and things like that like I and even if I was I wouldn't be doing it for him I'd be doing it because I want to do it but it was just yeah. that moment of being like whoa, 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 wait a minute like your partner's at fault but yet I'm the one that's the problem so I'm like oh it was and I yeah we broke up and I didn't see him again after that and he was weirdly tried to come back into my life a year later but that's another story but um yeah and at that point I was like you're the asshole but I'm being blamed it was really bizarre really bizarre like because I was younger and like took care of myself and stuff I was the one that was at fault so ridiculous this is going off on like an an extension of um what I was talking about before Amy um and it's it's quite interesting what you said there but I'm so against blaming um the the, in our circumstances the female in the situation because that female's loyalties as much as I believe in like girl power and girls standing by girls and you know so you know someone's got a partner like you don't go there with the male but regardless of all that that woman's Mm. loyalties do not lie with me she owes me nothing you know it's the person that I choose to be with at the end of the day Mm. who owes me that respect and that common courtesy um and a prime example of this is actually going back to that story where I, I spoke about um, my partner cheating on me. So we were in about a three-year relationship and he started working down in London. Um, and it was there Monday to Friday, would come back mm-hmm. on the weekends. And I felt like something was, you know, really off. You get your gut, gut instinct and you know something's wrong. And I'll always remember the night because it was the night of yep. the blood moon and everybody was going on about the blood moon and everything. And I was like yeah 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 and I was like oh this is this is so weird so I couldn't sleep that night um because I just I wasn't I wasn't right in myself and I looked out the window because I was like oh I'm gonna see if I can see the blood moon and um his phone was on the uh windowsill and I could see um a message on it um and it was saved under a guy's name so I jotted the number down um because the message was really weird for it to be sent from a guy um and I kind of just didn't think anything of it and you know went on about my day and then went sorry my night went back to sleep whatever um and then the next day it was about midday and that thing it popped back into my head again and I was like I need to like find I need to find out why I'm getting this feeling um and so I messaged the number and I was like, I was really, you know, I was really crafty. I'll put my hands up, but I was like, hey, I'm just updating my contacts. Can I ask who this is? And they messaged back a girl's name. I think they said like Zena or something like that. And I was like, oh, okay. I said, um, do you know da da da, my partner's name? And they said, yeah, who's this? And I just said, can I call you? Um, and I tried to call her the line was really, really bad. So she was like, I'm going to call you back on my work number. And so this landline number comes through to my mobile and it's London. And I'm like, oh my God. Um, So I answer the phone and there's this girl on the other line and she's like, you know, how do you know this person? And I was like, well, I've been with them for three years. How do you know them? And they were like, oh, I've been seeing him for the past three months. We met on a dating website. And 
you know, I was living in Derby at the time. And basically he was telling her that um, she would always say to him, can you stay for the weekend? Can I like come up to meet your family? And he would always say, you know, like, um, oh, I can't, I've got to go back for a wedding or a christening or something. There was always an excuse why he couldn't stay. And it was because he was coming home to me. Um, But anyway, me and this girl had this, you know, full-blown conversation. She was lovely because she didn't know about me. I didn't know about her. She was so nice. And I said to her, I was like, I want, I was like, can you message him and just say, I've spoken to Katie? Um, Because I wanted to shit him up, basically. Like, I was like... (laughs) And yeah, and and she did, and she kept in touch with me for a little while after, just checking in on me, making sure I was okay and everything. And she was so so lovely. Um, and yeah, she just kind of like supported me a little bit, and vice versa. Um, and yeah, I've always said like in situations, and I know I've gone sorry off topic with the whole social media thing, but I just think it's quite relevant to that. You know, she yeah. those the 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 women in the mm. circumstance should never ever be at blame at the end of the day like she didn't owe me anything um so yeah it's um <laughs> that's my story but yeah it's just that one I think it points out a few things one <laughs> yeah. always follow your instinct two don't ever ever blame the opposite sex in the situation because they don't owe you anything and three you know if there's a blood moon go and mm-hmm. check it out <laughs> I love that it happened on the moon. I love it when the circumstances come together like that and the, and the universe and the energy of the moon is like working together mm. to be like, you need to look into this. And then that's, you're so right to follow your gut because I've had moments like that where you're like, why is this in my head? And you're like, I don't understand. <laughs> and then when you follow it, you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. I see. Because it's no coincidence that we've got the new moon on the 12th of April and the UK is coming out of lockdown on the 12th of April. Yeah, it's that's no so true. That. Oh my it's God. It's all happened like... It works in synergy, like it's so it's a new beginning, new start, and it's whether they knew that or not, that's how it's accidentally worked out. So a lot more people use well, um, I mentioned it before, but Kirsty Gallagher has talked about the fact on her Instagram and, and some other chat shows she's been on, the fact that actually leaders tend to use the moon to like to work things based on what they're gonna propose and things. So actually I think it's really? a deliberate wow. thing. Yeah. Yeah. That would be so interesting if we could find that out. Yeah, that's incredible. She, I don't know how she knows, but she talked. She's talked about it before. She said like they do actually plan based on moon, the moons and things. Wow, yeah. how funny! I know. So it's going to be a wild time, guys. Although we'll say the current situation is people that have just come out of lockdown and are littering everywhere. You are animals, and you need to clear up after yourselves because it is oh. gross. So yeah, oh, mate. I saw your Instagram story oh, with the, the rubbish on the beach. Like it's disgusting. Yeah. It drives me insane. And after you put it's that picture up, Amy, all of my friends were showing like pictures of their own local parks. And I was just like, this is like Yeah. Take some pride in your goddamn I country for God's sake. Like, you know, it's yeah, yeah. just come on, I clean up after yourself. Like, this is gross. Yeah, I do beach cleans all the time and I never find anything. I sometimes find really gross things, never find anything good. Anyway, it was like karma had served its lesson. Because the other day on the beach clean, I was like, I was like clearing up the second or third barbecue with loads of shit everywhere. Like and I'm talking food, beer, like I think there was even poo in a bag. Not even what? lying. 
Yeah. Oh. I don't know why people feel the need to shit in nappy bags. Just go to the toilet. It's oh. disgusting. Yeah, side note. Anyway, I found a brand new pair of Ray-Ban sunglasses. So I'm like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, I, I that is amazing. they were like 100 quid. So I was like, I either keep these or sell these. <laughs> so I was like, karma has been served. Thank the Lord. <laughs> oh, mate, keep them bad boys. Yeah, Make definitely sure keep them. Not been around the poo bag. <laughs> yeah, luckily it wasn't on the poo find. It wasn't the poo find. There's yeah. always people with metal detectors out trying to find money, but they're missing a trick because you can't find notes, can you? So I'm hoping the universe is going to deliver me some twenty pound notes on the beach in the future after the beaches, <laughs> after the beach some party. Paper. So that's the next <laughs> manifestation, guys. So I'd probably say that rounds up episode two of the She Who Dares podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I hope you enjoyed it, girls. Um, for everyone listening at home, make sure you like, subscribe um, to us on Spotify, iTunes, wherever you get your podcasts. And also, if you want to subscribe to us on Patreon, look for the She Who Dares podcast or go to the link on our social media bios. It's all on there. And our lovely Patreon subscribers already, you'll get a free sticker in the post and some bonus content which i am going to be probably editing on a flight this week <laughs> Aww, um, sophie we're gonna yay. introduce our newest patreon member so speaking of patreon um we've got a brand new patreon subscriber this week uh sarah evans thank you so much for subscribing to us um boop, boop. and i hope you enjoy your she who dares podcast sticker boop, when it boop. arrives <laughs> Thanks, Sarah. Thanks, Sarah. <laughs> right, do you want to say goodbye, girls? I'm so sorry, guys. Recording. You okay, yeah. <laughs> Bye, guys. <laughs> I love that there was this build-up. I thought you were going to say something else and you were literally like, okay. <laughs> Bye, guys. <laughs> I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Amy, it's your turn now. (laughs) Okay. I'll do the pause. I mean, how do you follow after that? (laughs) Okay. Oh, I'll just say, I'm just going to say, I'm literally just going to say bye. It's weird having to say it, isn't it, after you've already done the podcast? Okay. (laughs) Bye, guys. Thanks for listening. See you next time. I can't even see them. I just told them I'll see them. <laughs> oh. It's, oh my god. It's no guys. hope. It's no hope now. <laughs> oh, fuck it. On that note, tune into episode three. <laughs> oh, I love it. <laughs> Both mad. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>